0: Ooh! This charmed drama saga continues to just unfold more and more. And now we have Brandon Walsh who has joined the group chat. Um, Holly Marie Combs and Shannon Doherty are responding to Alyssa Milano. It kind of seems like Jason Priestley is defending Alyssa Milano. We're going to talk about Rachel going rogue because she was just on The Color of Hollywood Life. We got some Real Housewives of Atlanta and some Real Housewives of New Jersey casting tea rumor the rumors let's dive in shall we let's get it you're listening to no filter with zach peter your go-to source for all the latest pop culture and reality tvt surf fresh all week long now let's dive in what up everybody welcome on in welcome on in welcome on in happy tuesday hey I hope everybody is living a life today. I hope you guys are having a great start to your week. If you're in LA, I hope you're staying dry. Um, you know, it's so funny because I um, I saw a thing on Facebook this morning where Facebook was like, are you safe? Mark yourself safe from the storm. And I was like, am I safe? Like, it's sprinkling outside. It, it, like I know people in LA freak out when it rains, um, but it y'all we're going to survive. I'm a survivor. I'm not going to give up. I'm not going to stop. I'm going to work harder. I'm a survivor. So we're going to be okay. If you're in LA, you don't need to mark yourself as safe. Remember last year in 2023, when there was a hurricane, there was barely even a hurricane. It was a hurricane of hysteria because they were some sprinkles. Um, listen, I know some of you haven't gotten wet in a while, but it's okay. A little rain is not going to ruin the day. It's a little, like, annoying. You know, me walking the dogs is a little annoying in the rain, especially because all Sully and Skye want to do is just, like, frolic and frolic in the in the puddles and, you know, act like they're Raquel in a field of flowers, just frolicking all around. And I'm like, no, 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 no. We are not coming in soaking wet. Soaking wet. But no. Um, it's okay. Anyone that is impacted where it is, we're storming very hard, sending you love, stay warm, stay dry, you know, all the things. Not to say that you're not going through it. I'm just saying for those of us in LA, we don't need to be packing on to your, your, you know, what you're going through, okay? Because we're going to be okay here in LA. I'm in downtown LA. The buildings will save me. I'll be fine. Okay. Um, Megacon 2024 has caused so much drama, so I didn't realize that Shannon Doherty, Holly Marie Combs, and Rose McGowan did their own panel, their own Charmed panel outside of Alyssa Milano, right? Because we found out that Alyssa Milano did her panel, and she talked about how, you know, she's ready to, I played the clip on Monday's episode of the podcast, how Alyssa Milano addressed Shannon Doherty and Holly Marie Combs' claims that Alyssa had Shannon fired from Charmed back in the day. You know, she went to HR. She had, you know, documented everything with her attorney. There was a mediator that Alyssa was constantly meeting with. Eventually, the network made a decision to fire Shannon Doherty. Shannon went on her podcast saying that one of the head producers had told Shannon that the reason that they were letting her go is because Alyssa had kind of backed them into a corner. And basically, it came down to we either keep Alyssa or we keep Shannon, right? Right. And so it made it sound like Alyssa was saying, was giving the network an ultimatum and Alyssa was saying it's me or Shannon. And they had to make a choice and they decided to fire Shannon Doherty. Shannon said she also didn't get paid out because she did have a guarantee and she could have been paid out for the episodes that were left in her contract. And she wasn't because her attorney told her to not make any waves. So fast forward to Megacon on Friday. Alyssa Milano does her own panel. Right. It's just, it's a one-on-one it's on a smaller stage and it's Alyssa Milano. I guess she filled the room. She was, you know, flexing on the fact that people waited four hours for a meet and greet photo and how grateful she is and good for her. Um, but so she basically went on the stage and she was like, I, I hate that we're still talking about this. It's, you know, more than a quarter of a century later. She's like, I've been in so many TV shows and movies and had children and gotten married and all this stuff, all the, all these years later. And I hate that people just haven't been able to just move on from it. She's like, I have taken accountability. I've taken accountability for my role in things. I've reached out to Shannon Doherty. All of which is true, right? Like, let's, let's give Alyssa Milano a little bit of credit here. She has, when she went on her Sorry Not Sorry book tour, apologized or her role in things there can roll the footage. There are multiple interviews that she gave when she was promoting that book and she said, yes, like there was a role that I played in this drama We were young actresses. We were pitted against each other. Um, And she's like, but for us to talk about something that happened 26 years ago, she's like, come on. Like, at this point, it's revisionist history um, because that's not what actually happened. Everything was very well documented. And the network made the decision that they felt was in the best interest of what an international hit Charmed was. And she reminds us that Charmed went on for another five seasons after Shannon Doherty had left. Five successful seasons, she reminds us. Which I will say, the show was the strongest when it had Shannon Doherty on. Seasons one through four, I think, were the strongest and best seasons because there was so much more rich chemistry and story. And as the show went on, it got a little campier, which is fine. You know, Rose brought like a more – Rose McGowan, who replaced Shannon Doherty, she brought like a more quirky side um, and made the show a little more lighthearted, a little more fun, a little more comedic, right? So then comes – Sunday's panel with Shannon Doherty, Holly Marie Combs and Rose McGowan and a lot of people are like that's very telling that Rose, Shannon and Holly did their own charmed panel and Alyssa Milano did not participate in that but Alyssa did her own panel and not only did they do separate panels but they were only at this event on separate days and if you see some of the promos for MegaCon you'll see it has all four of them on the banner meet the cast of charmed Rose, Alyssa, Shannon, Holly all on the promotional but it says Rose Saturday and Sunday. Shannon, Saturday and Sunday. Holly, Saturday and Sunday. Alyssa, Friday only. So Rose, Shannon, and Holly were not at Megacon on Friday. Only Alyssa was there on Friday. And Alyssa was not there on Saturday or Sunday, which, again, is very Italian. It really just tells you that either Alyssa doesn't want to fuck with the cast or the cast said, fuck that. We don't want to work. We don't want her on stage with us. I would kind of assume Alyssa didn't want to be on stage with them Because if you think about it, like Rose has gone gangster on her, right? Like Rose has come hard at her in interviews. Rose has come hard at her on Twitter. Shannon and Holly just did their podcast about Alyssa. So I would think Alyssa not being on the panel was probably Alyssa's choice and not the three of them. Because why would you want to be like if if I had a, a cast a, a group of people that I had worked with and they were constantly shit talking me in the press when all I've tried to do is kind of not shit maybe their PR answers right like maybe she is just so PR trained that she doesn't have anything negative to say about them publicly, but I would not want to be on stage next to them. I would be like, nah. Well, actually, I'm a, I'm somebody that's a little more. I don't run from conflict. I tend to run towards conflict. It's not the healthiest thing. I didn't say it was healthy. I just said it's how I cope with things. That's a Khloe Kardashian quote. Um, So yeah, I, I, I understand why she would not want to be on stage with them. Me personally, I'd probably be like, fuck it, let's do it. But then you also have to understand from the event organizer perspective, one, there's going to be a lot of press around it and people are going to want to show up to that panel to see them all together, number one. But number two, you're also potentially going to have this combative, possible back and forth because it's like, well, Shannon said this and Alyssa said that and like, let's hash this out. And listen, I want to see Alyssa Milano on Shannon Doherty's podcast. Make that happen. Um, But anyway, so... Fast forward, Shannon Doherty's on stage and she addresses Alyssa Milano and she starts crying on stage and she's like, I wrote this statement last night um, after what Alyssa had said about, you know, charmed and about not saying that she didn't have the power to get me fired and... You know, she gets teary eyed and she's like, listen, I have cancer. Now that I have cancer, I just faced my own mortality, basically. And now I want to reflect on things. But like for you to say that this is revisionist history, it's not revisionist, revisionist history. It's the truth. It's my truth. Holly and Shannon or yeah, Holly and Shannon. She's like, we went on my podcast and we shared our truth. We also edited out multiple things from you know, what was said on our podcast, because we didn't want to, you know, drag up drama. We didn't want to create drama. But it's also like, but then why did you talk about it to begin with? You know, you can tell that they did cut stuff out, because it's a two part interview. And it like, there's a break. And you can just tell that there's stuff that in listening to the audio, you can tell that stuff had been cut out of that episode. Um, But maybe I only caught on to that, because I too, am a podcaster, and I know about flow of conversation and whatnot but anyway so Shannon goes on stage she cries Rose McGowan jumps in and she's just like listen we protected her for the longest time we always protected her and now we're not going to protect her anymore because we deserve to sit in our truth and so listen do I think Alyssa Milano was a bitch on set maybe I'm sure she wasn't the easiest to work with but I don't think any of them were the easiest to work with and Holly's even said you know that uh, on Shannon's podcast, she's like, listen, nobody was a demon and nobody was an angel on that set. We all had our good days and we all had our bad days and I believe that. So, after Shannon went on stage and and did her thing, then, you know, and he talks about how she has cancer now and she, you know, just wants to move on from all of this. Well, then Holly Murray comes, went on Instagram because then Alyssa, I think, was like commenting in, you know, in her comments about how she thinks that Holly's just upset that her Alyssa's uncle died and, and Alyssa wasn't the one that told Holly and Holly was offended by that and whatever. And then Holly jumps into the comments and she's like, that's bullshit. Well, then Holly went and she posted her own statement on her Instagram um, and she hashtagged it, let's be clear, which is the name of Shannon Doherty's podcast. And she hashtagged it, sorry, not sorry, which is the name of Alyssa's podcast. She also tagged the House of Halliwell podcast, which is her charmed recap podcast, and the song she played was Rebel by Anne Wilson. And so this is what Holly had to say in response to Alyssa. She said, in the spirit of not being the quiet one or the middle child anymore, I feel the need to defend myself after the many, after... The many continuing attacks that have ensued since Alyssa stepped out on stage and essentially called Shannon and I liars when she was simply asked what it was like to work with Rose. Suffice to say, I'm a little shocked and a little disappointed, especially by things she posted the next day while texting me simultaneously words to the contrary. Dun, dun, dun. Um, sadly, that's not... Sadly, that's not surprising anymore. Okay, so Holly's here saying that Alyssa's texting her one thing and then publicly saying something different. But Holly says, but I was raised a fighter. I do not I do not need anyone to defend my honor but me. First off, this is not revisionist history. This is just the history that she didn't want people to know about. Whoo! Shots fired. Um and the history that Shannon wasn't ready to talk about until one month ago. We are thankfully at an age where people are writing books, memoirs, telling their life story. No one should have to lie about their own life for the comfort of another. Although I have long wanted the girls to just get along for the sake of something bigger than all of us combined, it was not in the cards, clearly." We are all very different and equally headstrong, which was the essence of Charmed to begin with. I have often yelled at one or the other to lay off the other many a times as Rose and Alyssa can attest to." And this Alyssa played Phoebe and Rose played um, Paige who replaced Shannon. So she's here saying, I've yelled at Alyssa to lay off of Rose. I've yelled at Rose to lay off Alyssa. I'm assuming she's also jumped in with Shannon as well being the middle child sucks. And it was that, being the middle child sucks And it was in that interest of family that I tried to shield the audience from our differences to protect something that did indeed and still does have a heartbeat of its own. Case in point, when Shannon and I went to dinner in Florida this week and the host wanted to tell us how the show saved his life, that the show actually helped him get through a very dark time in his life, it's people like him that make all the blood, sweat, and tears and many tears very much worth it for me to still do this and in this hour. It's stories like these that made me not want to address this history. But alas, it's not my nature to cower in a corner, and I have a big problem with injustice. I heard that Alyssa said she did not have the power to fire anyone, which is ironic because this was actually all about power. But let's go with that, and let me explain what she did have the power to do. She had the power to stop the process at any time. So I think here, before I continue reading, it's a long statement, but here I think um, she says it's ironic because it was actually all about power. It sounds like Alyssa and uh, Alyssa and Shannon both wanted to see who had the most power on the set, and that's why they were kind of flexing on this. Um, she said, but let's go with that and let me explain what, she, what Alyssa did have the power to do. She had the power to stop the process at any time. She had the power to not talk to the mediator or therapist brought on to protect profits. As I refused to speak to him because I go to work to do my job and not to talk about my feelings with a strange man. No other cast member was interviewed to my knowledge or crew. And frankly, the only other regular characters we had at the time in question were Brian and Julian. Brian Cause, who played Leo, and Julian McMahon, who played Cole. And so I believe at this time, Brian was Leo. Brian was dating Alyssa Milano, Phoebe. So Leo was dating Paige in real life. And Cole was dating Prue in real life, which is so crazy to think about. So Brian was was dating Alyssa, and Julian was dating Shannon. Who were both dating one or the other. So I doubt their testimonials would have, I doubt their testimonials would be all that valid in any case because they were screwing them, right? But there was a case being built, which is now clear. A case Alyssa and Alyssa alone had the power to stop. And when producers said, okay, we will let Shannon go, Alyssa also had the power to say, no, I don't want that. Very true, right? Like uh, Holly's making a good point that, like, Them being like, okay, we're going to fire Shannon. Alyssa could have been like, no, let's not do that. Like, let's just find a way to coexist and make it work. Alyssa seemed very okay with them firing Shannon. It's a good point that she's making, right? But she did not. She had the power to say no, just as Shannon had said, no, I don't want you to replace Alyssa when posed with the same option. So Holly's now saying that there was an option there was at some point the option that was given to Shannon for them to replace Alyssa. I'm assuming maybe this was early on when the original Phoebe was replaced by Alyssa and maybe there was some sort of issue that Shannon had then at the time. Um I guess which we'll get into Jason this relates to Jason Priestley's book which we'll get into in a second. Um but she Holly continues by saying because Shannon was a child actor who supported a family just as Alyssa does and understood the great importance and responsibility of that. Even now, this pains me to write. It was heartbreaking then and still now, and I think a lot of the blame still remains with the producers who knew it was easier to keep us divided as opposed to united. Three broken pieces were easier to control and manipulate than one united front which would have been more costly and cut into their precious profit margin. But in the end, it all worked out as destiny would have it. And we all got Rose, who was a beacon in a dark time for me, and we wanted, and we went on to develop a deep, surprising, and supportive connection that continues to this day, just as Paige and Piper did. And now Rose and Shannon have a growing friendship and support systems that they're, that they're own, which makes my little black heart glow. It's a full circle moment for me, so I will say, Don't despair, Charmed family. You are actually our only common denominator. We are still a family of survivors and will always be, truly. Charmed was made for all of you. And lastly, the truth of the matter is that we all are, despite our differences, incredibly grateful for this dysfunctional family in every way. The end. Boom. So that's what Shannon, or sorry, that's what Holly had to say about Shannon and Alyssa. Basically that, Alyssa, no, did not have the power to get anyone fired, but she did have the power to stop this from happening and didn't stop this from happening. And again, what I've said about this from the network perspective is they had no other choice but to fire Shannon and keep Alyssa if they had to only keep one at the end of the day, because from, I would assume, an HR perspective perspective, Alyssa's the one that had a solid case built. Alyssa was going to the mediator. Alyssa was talking to the therapist. Alyssa was documenting everything on her end that, you know, goes into, you know, how this could potentially be a toxic work environment. And from what Shannon and Holly have revealed, Alyssa was threatening a hostile work environment, a hostile work environment lawsuit. Um, so interesting. Um I agree. But now let's get into the Jason Priestley of it all. So Jason Priestley used to play Brandon Walsh on 902 Shannon Doherty played Brenda Walsh, who was Jason Priestley's on-screen sister. So they were siblings. Jason Priestley was also recently just on Shannon Doherty's podcast. Big fan of, you know, 902 and O. Obviously, we know Shannon Doherty got fired from 902 and which was an Aaron Spelling project. Then she got fired from Charmed, which was another Aaron Spelling project. But so a resurfaced excerpt from Jason's book is now going around where he talks about all of this. And the interesting thing is, yes, him and Shannon are still close. Yes, him and Shannon are still friends. But what he writes in his book, here, let me just read it to you. It's interesting. His book was called um, Jason Priestley, a memoir. Dumb, but whatever. Um, Okay, so um, he says that he knew right away that Shannon could bring something special to the role approved, the bravest and most powerful sister, and somehow felt personally drawn to this show. It offered her the perfect opportunity to spin all her previous bad press into something new, and Aaron had agreed. So it looks like Aaron was very much on Shannon's side with helping her, you know, reclaim the narrative that was in the press. "'Shannon, that's genius,' I told her in all sincerity. "'I was pleased to see her doing well. "'However, within five minutes, "'she was already complaining about Alyssa Milano "'and how she didn't want to work with her "'and that she was going to call Aaron "'and that he would have to make a choice, "'her or me,' as she puts it. "'I couldn't believe what I was hearing. "'Shannon, what the hell? "'Don't do that. "'Do you understand how lucky you are "'to have an opportunity like this, "'a great role on another hit show? "'Why would you do anything to screw this up for yourself?' Come in every morning, know your lines, hit your marks and keep your mouth shut. Don't make waves, just be cool and make it work. But Jason, you don't understand, and off she went for a good 20 minutes. I listened and then I tried again. Eventually, I was sure I'd made my point and that I was just saying and that what I was saying had sunk in. It was not to be. By the end of the season, Shannon was off another hit spelling television show. Um so he Seems to say that this was season three because he says by the end of the season. So this was season three, which was Shannon's last season. So for me, I just feel like it kind of confirms that Shannon was equally unhappy with Alyssa as Alyssa was with her. But again, I understand from Holly's perspective, because Holly was kind of caught in the middle, and Rose has just said that Alyssa and Lana was a nightmare to work with and that she would, you know, throw tantrums on set and, you know, that Alyssa just made working on the set of Charmed unpleasant every single day she went in. And I believe at one point I remember her saying in an interview that, like, she would cry every time the show would get renewed. But so Jason's basically saying that, like, yeah, Shannon did not like Alyssa and wanted to give the network an ultimatum. Now, we do have Holly's statement where Holly talks. Sorry, this is my Roman Empire, guys. I lived for Charmed. I love all of it. I know some people are like, this is old beef. This is old drama. Who cares? Me, I care. Hi, hello, it's me. I'm the problem. It's me. I give a f- How many fucks do I give? All of them. I give all the fucks. And I'm going to talk about this because I—it is literally my Roman Empire. And every time there's a new breaking news, somebody DMs me and they're like, "Did you see this? Did you see that?" And I'm just like, "Okay, I'm glad I'm not alone in this." You are not alone in this. Um, but so, I think that they're all telling the truth. I think Jason Priestley's telling the truth that Shannon hated Alyssa. I think Shannon really wanted to go to Aaron Spelling and give him an ultimatum. And I think she complained about Alyssa Milano to Aaron Spelling. I think the network had to go with, as Holly said, the decision that was in the best interest of their profits and Charmed was an international success, as Alyssa told us. And Alyssa was the one with a case on paper. I think there would have been a case to save Shannon had holly and had shannon met with the mediator had they talked to hr had they talked to the therapist all of that stuff had they been like had an active role in that case i don't think the network would have had a case to fire shannon i just don't i think had shannon been documenting things had shannon told her side had she participated in her, in you know talking to them I think they would have been able to protect her and save her but she didn't I just don't think that that was her priority and that's why where Shannon's like I my priority was doing my job every day I didn't care about talking to a mediator and Holly said the same thing she's like my job was to know my lines and to hit my mark my job was not to talk about my feelings at work I think it was definitely a, a as Holly said an issue with power I think Holly or not Holly, but I think Alyssa and Shannon both wanted to have the power on the set. I think Rose came in and Rose was the newbie and there was a lot of responsibility on Rose McGowan to keep Charmed alive and to keep the show moving forward, which she ultimately helped do. But there was a lot of pressure. So I understand Rose not wanting to ruffle feathers. And when you see Alyssa Milano, and I'm sure Alyssa Milano got an ego because once Shannon Doherty left, Alyssa Milano was the biggest name on, you know, the call sheet. And she was one of the OGs. It was her and Shannon or it was her and Holly Marie Combs because Shannon was out. And the fact that she could say she was still there and they fired Shannon, that gave her some, you know, a leg to stand on and, you know, gave her an ego to flex on, which she did. And I'm sure she stroked that ego whenever the opportunity presented itself. And I'm sure that was intimidating to Rose. And so, you know, I think rose cowered to Alyssa because she played she was playing the youngest sister she was coming in new it was already a hostile you know environment because holly had talked about how after shannon left she wanted to quit the show but then the producers threatened to sue her and garnish all of her wages moving forward if she quit the show so i think they're all telling the truth and if you put all of the pieces together you get the full picture And I think I've been able to kind of outline the full picture. So if you are a Charmed fan, I hope this made sense to you. Um, I would at some point like to see them all on stage together. But I think they need to kind of mend and heal behind the scenes. I think Alyssa's been like, I'm just ready to move on. This is old. But also, you know, I was seeing on Twitter people like, it's always the red flag that wants to be the one to move on. I'm like, well, you're not wrong. So I think Alyssa probably has some guilt about how she behaved back then. I don't think Shannon was an angel by any means. I think Shannon was just as difficult as Alyssa was. I think, you know, the network definitely played them against each other. And, you know, when the time came to make a replacement, they went with what protected their profits at the end of the day and didn't really care about the women. So I think, you know, Holly's right in saying that it was easier to keep them divided than it would have been to you know, have them be a united front. So that's the charmed drama. Whew, So much drama. I'm like, I said, I will talk about this until I am blue in the face. Um, Um, I will continue to talk about this. I love it. This is, again, my Roman Empire. Listen, give me a break. We talk about Housewives and Bravo all the time. Bravo and Kardashians and Taylor Swift. Like, give me something new. Give me some nostalgia to take me back to the glory days of Charmed. I'm living for the tea. I want to know what Jason Priestley has to say about it now just seeing them all way in. I just want to see them. Why can't we be friends? Why can't we be friends? Why can't we be friends? Um, but it is interesting though, right? Because a lot of people are like, well, you know, Holly Marie Combs has been really close to Alyssa for so many years and they just did that Grey's Anatomy cameo together and they have been close for many years. Um, but I think Holly just kind of feels like she's in the middle. And I think that she knows that there are probably pieces of this that Alyssa would just want to move forward from and not like Alyssa's like, I took accountability. I'm sorry for my role. Let's just move forward. Right. And Holly's like, yeah, but, We can't really just move on from this because, you know, it's not that easy. And Shannon definitely has an opportunity to share her side and what was true. And the truth was, she was fired and it was in relation to you. I know you don't want that out there because that's not a convenient narrative. But it's interesting because a lot of the producers, though, that worked on Charmed, have come out in support of Alyssa Milano and they've talked about, and there are all these photos that are now surfacing of Alyssa being so good to the crew afterwards. And it looks like she was hosting like barbecues for all of them to get together. Other cast members, you know, were still seen hanging out with Alyssa. So it seemed like a lot of people were still good with Alyssa. Um, there were photos of like Alyssa and Rose out in public at events together and stuff, but I don't know. I, I don't believe that Rose and Alyssa ever really got along, which, Holly basically outed in her statement by saying she was always yelling at one or the other to cut the other one a little bit of slack. So, Rook King says, Jason is lame. I prefer to hear from Brian Austin. Green. Listen, I love me some Brian Austin Green. He's a hunk of burning love. He'd be out here having babies at 50. I'm like, damn, he still got that belt and sperm. Listen, Brian Austin Green. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. I love it. I love me some Brian Austin Green. Um, and Megan Fox, like they were, a well, I was going to say they were a hot couple. I wouldn't say they're a hot couple. They're hot individually. Brian Austin Green is a hunk, a hunk of burning love. And Megan Fox is just a fox. She is hot. Um, so, but the age difference was not my favorite. <sighs> but I do love me some Brian Austin Green. I do. Especially over Jason Priestley. Jason Priestley just looks like a grandpa. Brian Austin Green looks like a zaddy. <laughs> um, okay, let's move on. Should we talk about? Let's talk about Atlanta. Oh, Real Housewives of Atlanta. Real Housewives of Atlanta. Um, what was I say? Oh, uh, so there are these rumors about Portia Williams and Kenya Moore returning to Real Houses of Atlanta now that Candy Burris has officially announced her exit from Real Housewives of Atlanta which I think is good. Um, I think Portia and Kenya were always great on the show together. I'm assuming they're going to bring back Sheree. And Sheree, you know, I think can be a nice balancer. I mean, trust me, there are lots of, of rumors and speculation that's going around. So nobody really knows what's happening. We at least know that Candy's not coming back. I would assume there's not going to be a Drew. I'm assuming there's not going to be a, a Sonya. I just don't feel like they were very strong to begin with. And i not a fan. There was also Krista Allen. She's from, she's a soap actress. She was on Days of Our Lives, Bold and the Beautiful. Um, she posted something on her Twitter about like, I just got a very cryptic call. And what do you guys think of Real Housewives of Atlanta? Hashtag R-H O A. Anytime a housewife does some bullshit like that, immediately they're taken off the table because Bravo doesn't want casting to get leaked. So it's one thing if it leaks somewhere else, but if you're the dumbass that's actually tweeting about it and posting about it, you kind of just shot yourself in the foot. So I don't think that that's happening. I don't think they're going to bring that soap actress onto the show because she basically just outed herself, which whoever her management team is, what a ding dong. Better slap her on the wrist for that one. Um, But they're going to have to build some sort of new cast. I would imagine they bring back Sheree. I don't think we bring back Marlo. I just don't think there's a need to bring back Marlo at this point. NeNe's not coming back. That's for damn sure. Um, I don't know if they'll bring back Kim. I would imagine Kim comes back as a friend of, but maybe not in a full-time capacity. I just don't think they have any reason to bring back Kim in a full-time capacity considering what a disaster Kim's life is. I think she'll come back as like somebody's friend. Someone will have to be like, I'm going to check on Kim. And then that's how we get updates on what's going on with Kim's life. And Kim's going to tell us her sad story and how it's so hard with Croy. And oh my God. I'm sure that's what we're going to get from Kim in the new season. And that's going to be enough to keep people hooked. It's going to be enough to keep people interested in what's going on with Kim telling her side of the story. Um, It's going to be good for the network because they don't have to bring Kim back full time, nor do they have to bring Kim Zolciak back and pay her a full time salary. So She'll do it because she needs the money. So I think it's a win-win to keep Kim, especially with the longevity of moving the show forward, right? We don't want to keep bringing back the old cast members, even though we've kind of been doing that with OC. And from what we've seen, you know, OC is looking pretty good because we have Alexis Bellino and we have Shannon Bedore and we have Tamara Judge and we have Heather Dubrow. And we'll see if we get Vicky in a couple of cameos this season. It's worked for OC. Um... We do have the new gen, yoga gen, and her you know douchebag boyfriend Ryan, but we'll see how that all plays out. She's the only newbie, so I think Bravo sees like bringing back some of the OGs is beneficial. But I don't know. We'll see where it goes moving forward. Um, In other casting news, we also have Rony. There's another rumor that's been circulating. None of this has been confirmed. None of this is official. I do think that there was a an Instagram account for Rony casting that the casting producers, I don't know if that's their actual, it seems like it's their actual casting account, but who knows if it is or it isn't. They went on to say um, that these rumors are not true and they're completely debunked. So I just want to say that before sharing this news, but only because producer Scott sent me this and he's like, did you hear? And I was like, did I hear what? And he's like, they're thinking of bringing Luann, Dorinda, and Sonia onto the Rony reboot. And I was like, what? And then I was seeing this online. Um, and I think Matt Rogers asked Countess Luann about this at one of her recent shows, if the rumors were true. And she's just like, I don't know, darling. Maybe, darling. Who knows? Who knows? Maybe. And so, who knows? Maybe. I don't think they're going to bring them back. If anything, they may bring them back for a cameo, but... It sounds like they're getting rid of, well, Jenna Lyons, I don't think, is coming back on her own accord. And it sounds like they may be getting rid of Cy. So then they would have Jessel, Brynn, which would make sense as to why we're seeing like Jessel and Sonia hang out and Luann hanging out with the other ladies. Luann will come back in a heartbeat. Dorinda will come back in a heartbeat. Sonia will come back in a heartbeat. I'm not interested in Sonia. I'm sorry. I'm over it. I'm over her shtick. I'm over, you know, I hear she's a disaster to work with. Um, Not interested. Don't give a shit. How many fucks do I give? Zero. I'm done with Sonia and her antics. Some people like her. She's funny. But it's like, how many times can you just watch an old lady pee on herself and get shit faced? You know? It's like, at some point, enough is enough. Put her in the nursing home and let's move on. Lou, I like. Lou, I think, still has some story to tell. Dorinda, it's just, I don't see Lou and Dorinda hanging out with Bryn and, um, and Jessel, I mean, we see Jessel and Sonia like hanging out together, but I just don't feel like it's a genuine, like we're not gonna get like a real friendship out of it, you know? It's just weird when they try to mix women of two different generations on the show because it's like they just they they don't mesh, you know. Tinsley was the anomaly, right? Tinsley was one of the rare cases that was actually able to work. Um and for whatever reason had chemistry with the cast and, you know, was able to kind of mesh well with them. And they kind of took her in as she's the new girl, the young wife, you know, but like Leah didn't work with the cast. Ebony didn't work with the cast. Like it just, there was just such a difference that there was no genuine relationship. There was no connection. There was no chemistry and it just didn't work. So I don't know if bringing in, And that also defeats the purpose of a reboot and tells you that the reboot is not successful if you have to then bring in the OGs that were fired in order to save the reboot, which, like, Charmed. Remember Charmed when they rebooted Charmed with the whole new cast and they wanted nothing to do with the original cast? And the original cast was salty about it because they, like, had basically built this off of the backs of the original cast, which I do want to say, the rebooted Charmed did not last as long as the OG Charmed. The original Charmed will always... Always, always supersede any sort of, you know, other shit that they want to bring forward. Okay, all right, that's what I guess to say. Um, anything else? Oh, Rachel goes rogue. Oh, God, I just I. So Rachel is still rogue. She was just on the cover of Hollywood Life magazine, which I didn't realize was like a real magazine. Is Hollywood Life like a real magazine or it's just like their digital magazine? Like paper magazine is mostly like a digital magazine, right? Whatever. Um, she was just on the cover of the Hollywood Life magazine. Like, no, it can't be a real. Like Bustle. Bustle doesn't have a real magazine, but Kourtney Kardashian was like, I'm shooting the cover of Bustle magazine. It's not real. Um, so she did that and she released another one of her podcast episodes where she addresses Lala, giving her, sending her the voice note. And she's like, when I first got it, I was very skeptical, because I was like, what is Lala's motive? I don't trust Lala's motive in reaching out to me, and blah, blah, blah. It's like, bitch, you were trying to get back on the show and you wanted more money. You wanted to be able to tell your story. Lala was giving you an in, take it or leave it. You obviously didn't take it, because they didn't give you enough of a paycheck. She's just the perpetual victim always. By the way, I started to catch clips of Tom Sandoval's Nick Vile podcast. Oof, that is garbage. My goodness, it is oof, trash, trash. The fact, like the way he's like, oh, God, uh, like he just has this like chip on his shoulder. And I'm like, I get it. The world hated you. I don't love that we came a little too hard at you, but this doesn't help. You continuing to prove that you're the asshole that we thought that you were last season is not helping because now it's like, oh. Now I remember why I didn't like you. Even Schwartz was like, "This is not a good look," and Nick Bio was like, "This is not a good look," and he was like, "I don't care." Oh God, uh, oh, you don't get it. It's so hard for me, you know. Like Ariana can go and she's God. I'm just like, mm. he's like, you know, she should sleep in. She sleep all day. I made her dumpling, dumpling lattes, you know? She ever make me a latte? It's like, first of all, Lindsay Hubbard already used that one, okay, with the sandwiches. I'm sorry that they didn't make you enough dumpling lattes. What did you do? You hit the buttons on the Nespresso machine and, and it, it made a dumpling latte? God, just don't get it, you know? It's so hard. I was like, in love with Raquel. Uh Tom Schwartz is like, dude, this is not a good look. He's like, I don't care. So sick of it. Like, I just want Ariana to, like, move on and, like, be happy. Like, live your life. Like, forget about me, man. Forget about me. Everybody loves Tom. That's the podcast. Everybody loves Tom. I can't. He just... Listen, I've interviewed <laughs> I've interviewed Sandoval in the past. Not since Sandoval, but I've interviewed him in the past. He doesn't give, like, cohesive answers. He, like, kind of, like, tends to go on and, like, ramble on on stuff. God. God, Raquel. You no, know, you know who does a really good Sandoval is the fat Carrie Bradshaw. That's not what I'm calling him. That's his handle on Instagram. He his voice is a little it's not as as breathy as my version of Sandoval. His is a little more like Rick Like he has a little more, it's a little more nasally. Um, but he was good. He was good. He he does a real good one. He always does the God la la. God la la. And it's so it's funny. He's good. If you like my Sandoval impression, I think you would love his so much more because every time he does it on his Instagram, he does, like, stories. So good. Uh, Joe Mendoza says, it was funny Nick asked Sandoval if he learned a lesson. He said, yeah, lots. And when Nick asked to elaborate, he fumbled and ended up with, I don't know, man. Oh, God. I don't know. Oh, my favorite when, my favorite answer that he gave was um, – he said something about how, like, he doesn't regret – something about, like, yeah, of course I, re- I regret the way that I cheated. And I was like, oh, okay. So he regrets the way that he cheated. I was like, oh, so he just he, – now he knows better for next time to just cheat differently so that he doesn't get caught. Got it. But, but yeah. Listen, I felt like when he did two teas in a pod, there was a little bit – like, there was a little more self-reflection. There was some accountability that he was taking. And now I just like he literally rolled that all back and was like, oh, uh-uh, no, nah. he like went hard and he like totally flipped. Um, And I was just like, OK, got it. Nick Vile panders to the audience, but he is the worst typical D-bag know-it-all. Oh, you don't like Nick Vile? I like Nick Vile. I don't think he's a D-bag. I've never like I don't listen to his podcast consistently, but I've heard of him. I mean, well. Sorry, that sounded really shady, and it was meant to be. I've heard the podcast. I never watched The Bachelor, but I know of Nick Vile. His podcast has become really popular, um, and listen, good for him. I, I have no shade or anything. He's a cutie patootie. He's killing it with his podcast game. Goals. So, yeah. Give me your tots, Raquel. Gosh, yeah. Yeah, what's his name? Uh, Oh, because you guys, yeah, I feel like my version of Sandoval is a little more Napoleon Dynamite, which, like, let's be honest, Sandoval does have, like, Napoleon Dynamite vibes. Like, if Napoleon Dynamite were a douchebag, it would be Tom Sandoval. You can clip that out for Twitter. Clip that out and post it. I'll retweet you. I guess you don't, they're reposts now. Repost on X. Sorry. I only watched a couple of episodes. He is a no, Zach. Sandoval? I don't think Nick is a D bag. Oh, no, I like Nick Vile. I actually, listen, so much so, this is how you know I'm not Shady towards Nick Vile, so much so that I got the audiobook of his of his book and I actually liked it. And I told my manager, book me on Nick Vile's podcast. So Nick Vile, if you're listening, bro, let's go. Let's do it. I'll bring you into my Spotify studio. I'll come to your studio. We'll have a little kiki. Okay. But yeah. I like Nick Fine. I know a lot of people in the live chat don't, but that's not my problem. I think he's a cutie patootie. But listen, you guys also know I like like Austin Kroll. Like that's my type. Oof. Gobble me, swallow me, dripped on the side of me, quick jump out for you, let it get inside of me. Doughy, basic, douchebag, leave me on red. all the things. Ah, supreme. Okay. I think that's all I have for you. Oh, but Raquel basically said on her podcast that She doesn't trust Lala's motives, and then she's like, oh, and then I saw that it aired on the show, and I was like, that's why she did it. She did it because it was for the show. I was like, girl, she was giving you an in to get back on the show where you would have had a real salary, six figures, which I highly doubt you're making on this podcast. I would be shocked if she's making six figures on the podcast. Um, But listen, let her do her. Yeah, I would be shocked because I don't think the numbers that she had at the start will sustain all the way through. So we'll see. God. Oh, God. Ariana just needs to move on with her life, man. Oh, like, forget about me. Like, go and be happy. Like, I'm so happy for her, man. I'm so happy for Ariana. God. Stop telling me to have accountability. I'm taking accountability. I said, I'm sorry. God, can not we move on? Like he was turning so red in that interview. I was like, my God, take a breath. Take some more mushrooms. My love. I've tried to have empathy for Sandoval. I've tried to have empathy for Raquel. I've had moments where I've gotten a little fatigued with, um, Ariana. I've, felt all the emotions one way or the other. And yet Raquel just consistently keeps, keeps circling the drain. I feel like at this point she's already down the drain into the river. Um, Sandoval. uh, I can't with Sandoval. And then Ariana. I do like Ariana, but I'm just like, girl, live, live in your, you know, live your life. Do you love you. I like I'm like, but let the house go. Let the mouse go, right? All the things. All right,, um, I got to go guys. I got to go. It is raining. I have to take care of the dogs. I have a long day of taping at Spotify today. So stay tuned. I love you. I appreciate you. I hope you. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your Tuesday. I will see you tomorrow on Wednesday. I will be here every Wednesday. Oh, I actually believe. Let me check my calendar. I believe I have, I do. Kempire is going to be on the show this week. I have Campire that's going to be here live with me on Thursday morning. So if you want to catch me and Campire together and then I think I'm going to be on his YouTube channel at some point down the line, I have a lot of collabs that are fun collabs that you're going to be excited for. You need to move your soundboard. Nessa, you need to cut me some slack. Um, I do need to move my, sound. actually I should move the soundboard. Yeah, Good. thank you for calling me out Nessa. Um, but Kempire will be on the show this Thursday, so get ready. I'll be on Kempire's channel later this month. Lots of fun collabs planned. So keep up with me at Just Plain Zach. Keep up with the podcast. Add No Filter at Zach on the Instagram. And get ready. Lots more tea to be spilled. Keep sending me the charm tea as you're catching it online because I'm going to keep covering it because it is so good. It's so good. And I love that like we get a little break from Housewives because Housewives are a little lackluster right now. All right. I love you guys. I appreciate you. I will talk to you later, Skater out for now. Um, Be sure to get your new merch and get your tickets to my live show February 14th at The Bourbon Room. Go to NoFilterLive.com. That's NoFilterLive.com. I'll catch you guys tomorrow. Love you. Mean it.